0: you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Matthew chapter 3. Here the evangelist tells us the story of the way being prepared for Jesus to start his ministry by his cousin, John. And he begins with, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or near. And Matthew says this is the fulfillment of this prophecy prophetic word from Isaiah. Then he goes on to describe uh, his fashion choices of camel's hair and leather belt, and his diet choices of locusts and honey. How many of you are glad you don't live on the John the Baptist diet? The honey's okay. The lo- well, you need the honey to help the locusts go down. If they're toasted, right? I mean, just toasted locusts with honey. little butter. Mm. Sorry, we're having a whole conversation here that doesn't relate to this. Anyway, um, so, but verse 6, it says, what did the people do when they came out? What did they do? They confessed their sins and they were baptized. They confess their sins. The reason when we do communion, we do a confession, it's a reminder that we all of us need to confess because how many of us make it the whole week, loving God with all of our heart? Anybody make it the whole week? How many of you make it past Sunday afternoon dinner? Okay, so we need to confess. Anybody else in need of confession? I am. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Y'all are making my amen jar obsolete. I'm so proud of you. So there are some people though who came out not to participate in the kingdom of God coming near. And when John sees them, the next couple verses, he he sees the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I want to make it clear that I I believe the Pharisees and Sadducees loved God. But like so many of us, they mix that love of God with something else. Whether it's God and country, God and the flag, God and guns, God and family. Whenever we mix and we we say God and C.S. Lewis, I had a wonderful book called Tape Letters, and he said, anytime we add an and to God, to our love for God, and this. Eventually, whatever this is, because it's tangible, because we can see it, because we experience it, will rise in importance and overshadow God. And for the Pharisees, they loved the Torah, the Bible of their day. And that may sound really good, This is not God. It tells us about God. It tells us people's experience of God. It contains the words of God. But the word of God is who? Jesus. When you say, I love God in the Bible, eventually your love for the Bible will overshadow your love for God. And that's dangerous because you begin to love your idea of what the Bible says more than you love the God who the Bible tells you about. Make sense? The Sadducees loved power, God and country. They wanted to keep their people safe. In fact, one of the head Sadducees, the head priest Caiaphas prophesied according to John's gospel that Jesus should die so that, quote, better one man die than the whole nation perish. Even if he's innocent. Right? Better one man die than the nation perish. Anytime you say God and I love God and whatever and is will eventually overshadow your love for God. And all of us do it. Don't we? So John being so gentle and mild, looks at them and says, you sons of snakes, right? You brood of vipers. Sons of snakes would be akin to son of a something else in our vernacular, okay? It was not a gentle phrase, right? Not something you say imply company who warned you to flee from. Him. So he has this this confrontation with them and he tells them in verse 8, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. What is the fruit that shows that you've repented? What's the fruit? Behavior change. So a full explanation of that would be found in Galatians 5, and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But his idea of fruit also is contained in the next verse. What does he say? Don't comfort yourself by saying, we're Abe's kids. Right? When God called Abraham, God said, go to the land I will show you. And I will bless you, and you will be a blessing to all the nations. The fruit of repentance is that. Not that you're blessed, but that you would be a blessing to others. To all the nations. And in Greek, tesgenes is the word for nations. It's where we get the word Gentiles. All those people. Any of y'all Purdue fans? Today, some of those people might be from Michigan. We did better than Ohio State though. those people. Be a blessing to them. He goes on to say, don't think uh, the axe is already at the root of the tree. This is a reflection of Psalm 1. I'm not going to go into that because I'm running out of time. Verse 12, he has said, I'll baptize you with water, but there's one coming who will baptize you with fire and the spirit and the chaff. He will gather all the wheat into the barn and burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That's related to a verse out of the prophets, where Malachi says that God's presence is like a refiner's fire, just like Lisa played this morning, refiner's fire as the prelude. This idea of separating out what is not of God from what is of God. and. And John is telling them this refining has started. God is calling all of us to have all those things that are not of God, all the places where we are more scrooge than Ebenezer, more bitter than a stone of help. All those things are getting drawn out of us as we get closer and closer to the refiner who refines us. The Holy Spirit has come. Today on this day of peace where are the places where you are at battle with your best self? Where are the places where God is calling all of that stuff out so that you can be peace and blessing for the people around you? Where is God calling you to be God's love made real so that everywhere you go people find Christmas.